The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Congratulations, Kev. Ex-photographer, another year, signed in, contract, done. Boom. Yeah. yeah. What does this mean? You get to the, you know, keys to the house of photography or something? Or? Mm, actually, it means uh, everything is the same as it has been for the last seven years. <laughs> no, it's it's not changed at all. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love many it. I love uh, it. messages of congratulations? Um, Did the Pope personally uh, send you a missive? <laughs> not the Pope, bless him. Um, no, uh, yeah, lots on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff was was a lot of uh, good positivity and everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that there's been a bit of a, a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a, um, a change in the UK ex photographers outlook. Yeah. Outlook, that's the right in, word. In what way? Well, I think there's uh, some gone, some come in. It's, it's nice that uh, is is now uh, there as well. I don't know who's been announced yet, so um, I don't know. I just I think there's a couple uh, gone off the website, but I don't know technically who's who's going going to go right. on there, if any at all. I'll edit, I'll edit that bit out, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's very good. Well, well done. I'm, I'm really pleased for you. Thank you. Thank you. Must, you. must be pleased as well. I am indeed. Yeah. Yes. Another year, all signed up. The Fujicast. Well, good uh, Good afternoon, I was going to say. That, that, that was a stupid thing to say because you're listening to the podcast. It could be morning where you are. It could be night time. It's just because we happen to be sat here in the afternoon at 1414. 1414. Yes. Um, you and your questions today. The mailbag is electronically brimming. So thank you for your questions, your thoughts and your feedback that you've been sending in to uh, this one important email address. Click at Fujicast.com. .co.uk. If you've emailed before, fantastic. Uh, you are officially what we know as a friend of the show. If you've never emailed before, get on that keyboard, announce yourself as a, a first-time writer. One thing we noticed, by the way, Kev, is mm. more and more camera users of other flavours and brands are joining us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is good. Yeah, we're delighted to have you. As, as always on the show, there'll, there'll be the Fujifilm questions. Some tech, some not so tech, but we'll also tackle those thoughts and sharings cross-genre from weddings to street to a landscape to just a, I don't know, a love of the art. At the end of the show, we'll have another one of your photo disasters. So remember to keep sending those to us as well. Uh, we'll take. A, I've, I've sort. I've got. I've, I should have had a program meeting with you on this one. But I've, I've, last week you said to me you like the coat of ego, and uh, I lost the bed. I, d- I deleted the bed accidentally. So, but I've I brought back in the uh, sort of uh, the bath of self indulgence. So it's gone back. A, so we're getting out of the bed and into the bath. Into the bath. Yeah. So thank you for your Apple reviews, your words of kindness, and your sharing and all that sort of stuff. Um, we'll have one from Kev's bookshelf. And uh, before we go on, uh, remember to join the, the private Fujicast group. It's a very safe place where you don't get ridiculed for asking even the most simple questions. There's a community of friends and experts waiting there. Not too many rules, but there is one rule. No mic pick drops. Give a little context. Uh, tell us, as, uh, as, 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 as Kevin does on his side, I guess, really, why, why you love your picture and why you made it. And uh, today, by the way, interview-wise, we've got... Is it Lewis or Louis Garvan? Louis. It is Lewis. It is indeed. So we've Lewis. been calling him Louis. Oh, I have. Uh, yeah, well, I, I did call him Louis originally when I first met yeah. him. And then one day when we got to know each other a bit better, he said, it's Louis. Did he? Yes. So it's a bit like jo- Jose and Jose then. 
Yeah, I think because it's um, uh, Mexico, isn't it? So it's not Spanish-Spanish, it's Mexican-Spanish. So, so it's, it's Luis. rather than Luis. So it, it, what a nice guy. It's hero-worshipping time today, oh, really, because both, both you, I mean, you, you were originally his, um, you know, his number one fan. And Still you kind of introduced Still him to am. me, and I, I, I think he's fantastic. We so. love you, Lewis. We do. We love you, Lewis. We there we do. go. You've got your, your own fan club. <laughs> right, you want to launch off with questions? I will. Uh, I have one from Adam, and he says, Dear Neil and Kevin, I've been a fan of podcasts for oh, years, right. and yours is by far the best I've listened to. Very nice. Oh, Thank you. It's informative and hilarious. It wasn't supposed to be. It was never launched as a comedy podcast. Well, I always knew it would be funny if I was doing it with you. Though I'm not a professional <laughs> photographer, I do like to. I do take a lot of images for work. I yeah, moved to Fujifilm yeah. back with the X100 original. And I have so far owned every version that's come out. Right. My question is: with the XT4 coming out, I am considering moving to interchangeable lens bodies. I'm looking at getting 23 and 50 stroke 56. However, I'm worried that the 23 1.4 and 56 1.2 offer no weather sealing at all, whilst the cheaper offerings do. I don't get why Fuji have done this. <laughs> Surely the more expensive lenses should be weather sealed. I don't photograph in monsoons, but how worried should I be about these things? Do you know, I, I have thought about this weather sealing thing when I when you know because we're in a country which rains quite a lot. <laughs> Mate, but I, I've never been affected by it. You know, the fact is the 23 1.4 and the 56 1.2 were first-generation lenses. They came out, oh, I don't know, what, eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. Um, the bodies weren't weather-sealed. The, what's the point in making the lenses weather-sealed then? So that's why those lenses are not weather-sealed. The, the modern lenses are all weather-sealed, and that makes sense because technology has come further and etc. Yada, 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 yada. However... That being said, weather seeding is never, never anything that I take into consideration when making a purchasing choice, ever. Uh, we do live in Britain where it does rain, but it's not, not exactly biblical. But uh, I've shot with my non-weather sealed bodies and lenses all over. Uh, you know, the only thing that I think the weather sealing stuff is, is really, in my mind at least, is really beneficial for is if you live... Uh, you know, if you're shooting on the beach or in the yeah. desert or very windy, you know, it's, it stops the, the kind of grime and grit and everything getting or in Merthyr there. Or Merthyr Tidville, of course, on a Merthyr Friday Tidville, night. Merthyr yeah. Tidville, yeah, Merthyr Tidville. Don't want to get too much uh, Stella Artois <laughs> over, your, over your 23 mil lens. They don't drink Stella in Merthyr, do they? Mm, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, yeah. Um, I feel like we're picking on Merthyr and we no, shouldn't no. do that. It's terrible. You started it. I know, I know, I know. Well, it was after that, that thing that happened. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I, honestly, the F2 lenses are cheaper they're weather sealed they're lighter uh they've got everything going for them apart from you don't get that extra stop of light so if you're not worried about that extra stop of light go for the f2 lenses every time thanks adam good luck um kev i want to read you an email that was was sent in it's quite a long one are you ready for this It's, it's one of the reasons we decided to do an episode on mental health uh, Gabrielle Matola um, mentioned her struggles, didn't she, in her interview? And Ian mm-hmm. McDonald in Canada mentioned uh, how photography has helped him during his darker moments with PTSD. And, and, and these are not isolated guests or males. So if uh, after you hear this, you want to share your stories and experiences, that's the reason really why we're going to attempt to do something properly on the subject. So um, I'm, I tell you what I'm going to do, Kev. I'm also going to pull up on the, on your screen in front of you um keith vorton's website um, that's nice isn't it it's a really nice website actually yeah he's he's uh, his documentary you've not seen this his documentary eye is absolutely fantastic this boxing project's great by the way mm. boxing project i can just see that's the sort of thing you'd love to do i'm doing i'm doing one Mom, are you? Mom's boxing club yeah no way i'm gonna get in there 
Is is the boxing scene big in Malmesbury? Yeah, Obviously actually, it is. relatively yeah. big. Yeah, yeah, we've got a couple of European champions and stuff come out of there. Well, I mean, some of his work here, watching windows. Uh, look at that, great work, mm. superb, superb eye for uh, for street work, isn't he? Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, I think your mouse is working. So, if you want to um, want to sort of check through his site while you're. While you're listening to this, um, then please do. So this is from Keith Vorton. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Neil. I've been a listener since the very beginning, and it's always cheered me up as I battle my way through the Manchester rush hour traffic. I remember you asking for people's stories, and I've been thinking about writing it for some time and sharing with you my journey into photography and how it properly saved my, probably rather saved my sanity, but more importantly, my life. So here goes. Uh, Just over eight years ago, my life was in a complete mess. Alcohol was slowly killing me. Mentally and physically, I was in an utter mess. Friends and family had washed their hands of me, and I was on borrowed time at work. My poor wife was at her wit's end, and my son, who was eight or nine at the time, was uh, was ashamed of me. Um, I was clinging on with my fingernails, trying to keep everything going, but time was running out. So December 2011, one week before Christmas... I decided to take my life as there was no other way out for me. Alcoholism had beaten me and I couldn't face life anymore. The guilt, the shame, the mental torture was unbearable. And yes, it is the easy way out. But for me, there was no other choice. When you're in that dark pit on your own and you think there's no escape. Luckily for me and my family, I had a friend who called round and we talked it out and stepped back from the point of no return that time. Um, The following day, I decided to get some help. When I finally sobered up and sorted my life out, I needed something that was going to give me a purpose in life. I'd always had some interest in taking pictures, as we'd always had point-and-shoot cameras for family holidays or events, and looking at some of those images now, I can see there was something there, especially with the way that I composed some of the shots. Shame I never tapped into it sooner, but there we are, we live and learn. Uh, Once the blinkers came off, I began to see the world with fresh eyes. And that really is when I started taking pictures. At first with my phone, and then my wife bought me my first proper camera, uh, a Nikon or Nikon D3100 with a kit lens, a gift for my second year of sobriety. At first I was just going around photographing everything and anyone, but the one thing I did enjoy was people watching, and I eventually landed on street photography. And that's when I purchased my first Fuji camera, the now classic X100T. I still use the T along with X-Pro1 with a 35mm 1.4, but the T is something special and took my photography to the next level. Street photography and photography in general is like a meditation for me because when I'm out there, I'm not thinking about the bills or work or anything else. It's just me and the camera. I'm in that moment and it's a good place to be and even better, it's free. Everything I've done has been self-educated, learning from my own mistakes and trying to get better. It's not perfection I'm looking for, it's progress. I love that saying. Mm, Um, I think we can all get wrapped up in the the chasing of likes and thinking more gear will make us better photographer. And I can easily fall into that trap, but I never lose sight of why I do this. I do it because I love it and it helps to keep me mentally well. Yes, it's become an obsession, but a good one. Over the past two years, I've tried to turn this hobby into something else, but it's not easy. And if it comes, well, it comes. And if not, at least I gave it a go. Photography won't cure mental health and addiction, but from my experience, it's helped me to enjoy life again and helped me to escape that madness. I'm not looking for accolades, but if my story can help just one person and let them know there is a way out, then that's good enough for me. No matter how far we fall, there's always a way out. 
On the 27th of December 2019, so just gone, I celebrated seven years of sobriety. It's not been easy, but the rewards far outweigh the negatives. My wife has her husband, my son has his dad, and my mum and dad have their son. And you can't put a price on that. From Keith. Of all the letters we've ever received, that one, yeah. when I received that, I was like punched. I thought, oh, in a good way. I, I was like, well, I just want you to go to his son. So go to the. There we go. And I'm, I'm going to tab down if you don't mind. Yeah. But I was reading this letter, and as he, and, and um, I had that also on my screen. That's a picture of his boy. Mm. And, you know, you have to get to rock bottom when you can leave mm. him in a world without his dad. Mm. And that's a beautiful story, pictures that he's written about his son as well there. Or, yeah. or rather, photo story about his son. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, on that note, then uh, we did mention um, that we would be doing two specials: one on personal projects, and the other one we're going to do on mental health. Um, so, if uh, and I know it's going to be difficult for some people to share their stories, and you might not want to, of course. Uh, but um, if you'd like to write to us at click at fujicast.co.uk, then uh, we'll be doing a special on mental health and photography. Um, and I, I guess really the the currency of likes and all that stuff because that's responsible for an awful lot of huge, huge negative thinking, isn't it? Huge, huge, huge. Yeah. I, I I I cannot wait until Instagram eradicate the likes. Do you think the they will? Because yeah, they, they, they went, they had a go at it, didn't they? In, in certain um, certain places, now, Canada and Australia, it's it gone. Kind of went away though, didn't it? I think they're trialing it. Canada and Australia, I think, have gone, and um, I think. I think it's only a good thing. I don't yeah. want my kids growing up. I don't want your kids growing up in a world where they're validated by the amount of thumbs yeah. up they get. Yeah, it's just not right. I don't. I don't like. I, that I, I highly dislike the thumbs down button on YouTube for mm-hmm. that reason. Mm-hmm. Highly dislike I it. I only use it on your films. <laughs> you <do. laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Thank you, Keith, for your email. Very much appreciated. And if you want to see Keith's website, which I'm sure you will after hearing that. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, actually, if you reach out to Keith, um, he, he'll be pleased to talk to you. Yeah. Um, and that link will be on uh, on the Fujicast website. And, of course, on some apps, you'll get that in the, uh, in the show notes as well. So, Absolutely. Thank you, yeah. Keith. I know that was serious. I know it was long, but uh, but but I really appreciated that uh, that email into the show. Mm, yeah, I know. It was it was beautiful in a, a very kind of yeah. – ca- it was cathartic listening to it in the – in the fact that we knew that it was going to end up in a, in a good place. Yeah. Um, oh, no, thank God, yeah. And, you know, it's not just, um, you know, it's, it's not just people like Keith that, that have those kind of success stories. And, you know, sadly for, you know, all the Keiths out there, there are people that, that don't. They still wander off that path and, yeah. and find it very difficult to get back on it. And it doesn't have to be, you know, from substances. It could be from... Uh, you know, personal circumstances, divorce, family issues, finance, money. There's there's a lot of problems out there that, yeah. you know, simply... I love the idea that he said about um, just picking the camera up and it, you don't have to worry about the bills or anything. No, You're no. just out yeah. there. The best thing is it's free. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know what? Something, uh, it, it's, it's, it's nowhere near the same uh, importance level. But recently, I've been doing a lot more cooking. Do, do I've know, been sending you my pictures. I know. Every, every night, how late do you eat? No, we ate late. We we ate late we we late eat, eat. eat late <laughs> <laughs> we ate late on Sunday because at that point <laughs> uh, we we ate late on Sunday because yeah. um, we'd we'd uh, been to Wales to visit the folks oh of course you had yeah and, and it was St David's Day of course yeah, it was yeah, yeah, and yeah, also yeah, our yeah, anniversary yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah so cooking and, and you know what I've done for the first time in a long time I yeah. just say I say play Steve Earl music or 
James Van Zandt or Guy no, Clark. If, if you've got an Alexa at home by right now, you've, oh, you've yeah, driven sorry. people mad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, in, in that case, everybody be quiet. Ready? Yeah, go on. Play Stuff That Works by Guy Clark. <laughs> now, everybody just has to listen to that song. That's the You'll song. You've never that, tuned out of us now. That is the best song uh, in the world. And that, that is the song. I have the words tattooed on my arm, and it's the song oh, that, do, yeah. that I um, proposed to but, Gemma while he was singing. Oh during that song but he does he's kev started sending me pictures of of his dishes um his cardboard dishes around ra- <laughs> about half nine ca- ca- it was cauliflower <laughs> it was <laughs> buffalo cauliflower half now <laughs> half nine quarter to ten i get the regular update of what's going in uh, what's going in kev's gullet <laughs> it's delicious i send a, i send back a picture of my steak <laughs> yeah yeah you did but the point is like i find it very cathartic and cooking and you know just listening to music rather than and i've i've deleted facebook off my phone i've even deleted the bbc news app I off know, my phone it's all gone yeah. i'm just like you know what you know all of the stuff that's going on in the world I, it's it's obviously there and i read about it and yeah. i see it and i still do my facebook stuff but I don't need to be, you know, when I'm cooking, when I'm cooking my vegetarian lasagna, yeah. then uh, or vegan lasagna in case, yeah. it, in fact, it was. The world's a better then, place. The world is a better place. Yeah. And I've got my lovely little kitchen and my lovely little wife and my lovely little kids and <laughs> those one lovely little dog and one not so lovely little dog. <laughs> oh, don't be horrible about that dog. <laughs> He's lovely. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Second question. Your question for me. Yeah. This is from uh, Helen in Cambridge. She says, hi, guys, thank you for continuing to ent- entertain me every Monday morning with your excellent wit. And there it is again, wit, humour, yeah. uh, inspiring interviews. I'm and sure they're e- listening to something else. Exemplary knowledge. Yeah, yeah. perhaps they be. are. Is there another food? There is another Fujicast, funny enough, about cars. There is, indeed. There is. Yeah. I don't think they've Subarus. done anything for ages. Subarus, yeah. Subarus. Scoobies. Perhaps they've been listening to Sam and Steve instead. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> a couple of questions for you. Uh, number one, the X100V says that if you buy the filter, it's weather-resisting. What does this mean in the real world? Could I stand on a beach and spend 10 minutes taking a selfie, dancing in the rain without worry? Could I shoot all day in the rain without a brolly? It's, oh, this, this, could be a, this is almost poetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to read it out again. What does this mean in the real, real world? Could I stand... Could I <laughs> Do it in song. Uh, could I stand on the beach and spend 10 minutes taking a <laughs> selfie, <laughs> dancing in the rain without worry? Could I shoot all day in the rain without a brolly? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but Helen, you ruin it because the next two sentences don't make any kind of rhyming slant oh, sentence. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so, uh, or is the weather ceiling uh, more regarding sand not getting into your nooks and crannies right. on a windy day at the beach? Well, you wouldn't want sand in your nooks and crannies on a windy no, day at the beach, would never, you? No, never, never, never. Would you like sand in your in the nooks and crannies? How about no? Oh, absolutely uh, not. Right, so uh, the answer is, A, I, I don't have an X100V. I, I haven't bought one yet. Um, I probably will at some point. But, yeah, my understanding is you do need the little, uh, what they used to call the vanity ring, which is the little tethered uh, the filtering they put on the front mm. you do need that for full weather uh, resistance um and i think that basically means that yeah you can stand on the beach without worry you can stand on the rain <laughs> without a brolly um because I've, I've done that with all my x100s in yeah. the past and none of them have been weather sealed have they not so no i my x100s i dropped to the bottom of the swimming pool and still works did you yeah blub, 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 blub. Um, second oh. question is is the ND filter they talk about uh, an electronic thing will it become available whilst filming in a future update do you think yes it's an electronic ND filter I believe it's gone from 3 to 5 stops as well the X100V which is pretty cool um, so it's it's like a curtain that comes down on the inside uh, uh, no uh, I see I see the question sorry um, the pass I don't know the answer whether it's a physical curtain that comes down or whether it's oh, electronic yeah. um, either way it's uh, it's now five stops and works very very well uh, will it become available whilst filming in a future update mm, don't know 
pass to that as well i mean more people will be filming there with the x100v because it has 4k etc etc so potentially um i know one of the other questions i've been asked a lot is uh you know will an end built-in nd filter come to something like the xt4 xh one two three six seven eight nine and my answer is i probably would i would say probably not um just because the interchangeable lenses you know open up the uh, the the sensor to the the elements and I think it's uh, it's something that's built into the body of the X100. So, right. but who knows? Who knows what those little fairies are peddling fast like in uh, Tokyo right now? Peddling fast. Number three is face recognition, focusing, tracking available on the XT3 whilst videoing as it is whilst photographing. Uh, yes, is the answer to that. Uh, it works reasonably well. Um, better on the XT4, but reasonably well on the XT3. Uh, so, thank you for your wisdom, Helen from Cambridge. Helen, send us more poems, please. Yes, uh, the, yeah, the, that uh, Kev can sing. Sandy King, I have a question about licensing. I've had a lawyer use some images I made with them two years ago on a new uh-oh on a new campaign they've been running in a local paper and online. Now that's fine, apart from the fact that when they were made, there was an argument over some of the pictures that they weren't entirely happy. Long story for another time. The upshot is they didn't use them then and only paid my time, not for the images. And now they're using them two years later. Mm. Um, I've spoken with them about this, and they say that they've paid, um, but now they have called on the pictures because of that. I feel I'm being bullied as they're using super techie legalese, but they know I had no contract with them as such. So they're, I, you know, I think they sound like they're taking liberties with this. Should I take this one just as experience, yep. Sandy? Yeah, yeah. I think notch that one up as uh, bad experience. Don't use those lawyers again. No. Um, and just, uh, yeah, no, keep your powder dry next time. <laughs> what does it keep your powder dry and keep your powder dry and, and yeah, uh, keep not, your top knot, your top, top knot not knotted top, or something? Top, yeah. yeah. But your grandma said that, didn't she, or something? No, no, no. It was uh, we had the letter last week. I didn't know, but we, I thought your some, grandma said no, that. No, no. Well. Gemma, Gemma always says oh, to Gemma me, says keep your powder dry, but oh, no, right. nothing about my tie. I don't wear ties. Yeah, um, yeah that's you wear a tie at a wedding, didn't, didn't you? Did, no, did you know? no, no. Oh no, you don't actually. You're super George Clooney like, aren't you? <laughs> I don't wear ties. Yeah. Uh, I'm too short for ties. If I wear a tie, I'll trip over them. Dragging along the floor. Okay, Jason Cox. Jason says, this is quite a long one. Says, hi Neil and Kevin. I've been struggling with my current storage and backup solution. This is very apt because I have recently totally, totally redone everything. Definitely a question for you. At the moment, I'm using two four terabyte Thunderbolt external drives connected to my main editing computer. One being for the working on current files with the second backup of said drive plus a heap of previous work. I also have two further drives, which are copies of the backup drives, and these are kept off-site for extra security. I'm running out of space fast. Apart from the obvious solution of simply buying larger external drives, do you guys have any advice on any other forms or any other forms of physical storage, or are you using cloud storage? Don't talk to me about cloud storage. (laughs) How does the Dropbox thing go? Being a control freak, I feel reluctant to use off-site cloud storage. Thoughts? Um, P.S. Before I answer the question, or before we answer the question, he says, any chance I can give a shout-out to my mate, Paiser, back in Melbourne. Uh, Paiser? Paiser, P-Y-Z-E-R, in Melbourne, Australia, who has recently purchased his first Fujifilm camera, X-T3, and won a short film festival using the new kit. It's like like proper radio. Hello, Paiser, shout-out for Paiser. Paiser, the filmmaker from Melbourne, Australia. (laughs) Paiser, I like that. What a cool name. Yeah. Yeah, cool name. Where did I end up with Kevin? Well... Paiser, I want to be called Paiser. I've always thought Neil's a bit like, Neil. Yeah, but at least you've got silent letters in yours. Yeah, but I know, but it's a bit like, I don't know, jelly. (laughs) Here's nothing like jelly. 
nothing. <laughs> anyway, right. So the answer. Uh, well, my this is this is currently what I do, and then yeah. we'll we'll see what you currently do. Okay. Um, so what I normally do at the end of each week is scream at the computers and get very very angry and frustrated yeah. and think, oh my god, what happens if the studio burns down? Um, that's what used to happen. And then I had this uh, this this epiphany that uh, I've got all this stuff, all yeah. these pi- and I like to have every picture from every wedding that I've delivered. Not Ever. every, not yeah. So yeah. I have them. I have them all. Not not the originals. You mean the, the edited JPEGs? Yeah, yeah. Right. So bearing in mind, I've been shooting since two thousand and eight. So you got a yeah, few. Now. There's a lot. Yeah. So um, I have those on a. Oh, I did have them on a ten terabyte drive, along with my personal photography library yeah, yeah. and commercial stuff and various yeah. things like that. Um, now what I've done, and my, my great grand plan, because I've used Dropbox, I have the three terabyte mm-hmm. um, normal account, and I think that's fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. Works Not enough for all that material, well. though. Not enough. No. So I went down the route of trialing the Dropbox business plus system yeah. which is basically 45 pound minimum 45 pound a month for three accounts effectively but it's unlimited storage um which was all good and you know all sounded perfect and so i trialed it i didn't get to the point where i paid for it because it would take about six years to upload all of my stuff yeah. um then what i did in a fit of uh, exhaustion uh and i'm very happy that i did it was i bought a uh a nas drive a western digital cloud my cloud oh, nas thing um, I'm walk across the room again while you're. Have you got? Uh, are you, are you going to oh, tell me you got one for sale for ten quid? Yeah. Where are you going? You just walked out the room. Storeroom. Uh-huh. Posh. He's got a storeroom. <laughs> uh, so while he's fiddling about in his cupboard, I will. Uh, oh, hang on. This he's one. got no. Oh. Probably not. Is that got two drives in it? Hashtag be like no. F. That's one drive. <clears throat> this is one drive. Yeah. So mine's got two ten terabyte drives uh, in there, which I've raided. No, this is just a little eight terabyte one. Yeah. So I've raided mine. Useless. So I can only use ten terabytes of it. But right. the other ten, it's it's raided, right? So right. Uh, everything goes on there. And then what I did was I realised actually all those JPEGs that I've got, yeah. I, I had them all in like Lightroom catalogs. Yeah. Boom, 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 yeah, boom. Yeah. So I did a quick quick disk scan of how much the previews, the how much space the previews, the Lightroom previews are taking, and it was terabytes. It was huge, absolutely yeah. huge amounts. So I deleted all the previews, deleted all the Lightroom catalogs because of course I just have my JPEGs. That's all yeah, I need. Yeah. I don't need anything else. I can always create another Lightroom catalog to open them if I so if I need to navigate that way. Um, so they all went. That saved a whole load of space. I now have that NAS thing working. I can access all of those images via my phone or from home, even when my computer's not on, because wow. it's connected to my uh, by Ethernet to my network um, system at home. Sorry, in the studio, so I can get access to them all the time. And I also have a um, I have that slowly. I mean, it will be very slowly going to Backblaze. Um, so it's all kind of going up. Sorry. And uh, he's, he's lost the will to live. <laughs> I do feel like I'm rambling now, but no, no, I, not I, at all. I, I just, I, um, sorry, I just fell off the desk. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, so uh, Naz, Naz in the studio for um, uh, redundancy for sure, and then I'm just using Backblaze to to, to just copy that that lot up to oh, the cloud. Backblaze drove me mad. It's very. It's actually a lot better than it used Is to it? be. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I'm not worrying about it because none of that stuff, all yeah. of the stuff that's on those Nazis, is delivered work. So yeah, if yeah. the worst case scenario happened, also all of those weddings are also on uh, Zenfolio. So they're all in the oh, cloud anyway. Are, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but the, my biggest tip, honestly, get rid of all of the, the Lightroom bump. You don't need it. You, you know, if it's archived I, I've stuff. I've got a lot of Lightroom bump, actually. It's, I'm, it's I must, huge, yeah, huge, and that will yeah. save you so much data. Yeah, yeah. So much data. Um, anyway, so 
Hello, Paiser. I got to say his name again. Paiser. Paiser. I oh, work in a very, and uh, then I was going to say a very similar way. It's not similar at all. Um, I, I keep um, drives at home. A drive in the studio. They have to be mirrored, obviously. Uh, and then I use um, I use cloud storage. Right. Just before we um, go to this week's interview, um, book book of the week. Doesn't have a jingle this one, but um, uh, no, no, no. We we, we both have this. We need to get Helen to write a jingle. Something to do yeah. with brollies and, and then you can wellies sing it. and stuff. Yeah, and I'll, I'll <laughs> sing it in my, my beautiful Welsh baritone voice. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this week we are going to talk about uh, David Bailey's Democracy, mm. which is a um, beautiful book with a very bizarre cover. <laughs> well, it's a plate on the cover, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. a plate. So um, the book is, I, I, I have, uh, you have this as well as I have this. Yeah. And it's it's one of those books that, depending on which page you open, <laughs> depends on your... That chap looks just like me, Your I'm initial sure. reaction. <laughs> um, yes. So it's essentially people, regular people and some famous people yeah. in, uh, in, in total well, the, demogra- uh, d- d- democratic nudity. Yeah. Well, and that's why it's called democracy. Yeah, everybody, everybody is the same. There's nobody hiding behind fashion or... Or any labels, or any literally labels, uh, they, they are they are in the buff. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, you know it's interesting because they are some of them are very well known celebrities. I'm looking at Damien Hirst here. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how he managed Charlotte Bacon. It's, it's incredible how he managed to get um, some some of the world's most familiar faces to pose in well n- nude in a in a book. Yeah, absolutely, and you can see you can see the ones that are models and the ones that aren't. Yeah, you know, quite quite easily. But everybody looks comfortable. It's obviously got a, had a had a yeah, and, and a lot of people are having just extraordinary amounts of fun. Yeah, absolutely, and so so you know, for those of you who have not seen it, and I will link to it, of course, as usual, uh, in the uh, Fridgecast um, links on the podcast episode. It's uh, David Bailey's Democracy. It is one if you're a little bit screamish, and or if you have uh, your books on a very low shelf and you have young children, you might want to put the book on a higher shelf. Yes. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's it's great because you can you can see the personality and the characters in each person. Some of them will make you more a little yeah. bit uh, raise your some very substantial eyebrows. In my case, a little it, bit more. It, often. It's a lesson in, in posing. It's it's equally a lesson in lighting. Actually, this book it is. It, I mean, the the studio work is just phenomenal. It's so simple. You know, white. Background. Uh, it's just beautiful people, beautiful ordinary people in uh, in the buff, essentially. And we'll link to it. We will link to it. Right, time for the the interview. Um, Louis, now I know Louis Garvan or Louis Garvan. Louis Garvan. Louis Garvan. What is it about Louis you like so much? Ah, uh, he is. Um, he's a soul. He's a lovely soul. He's a brilliant artist. He is uh, a kind person, sensitive person. Uh, he's cool. He's he's very cool. He's trendy. Yeah. He's uh, he's everything you are. He's everything I want to be. Yeah, <laughs> he's everything I want to be. He will. He he, yeah. he. Um. Yeah. His stuff is amazing. We have a print of his in, as you'll hear in the interview, uh, of his in our house. Um, signed print of his. And um, yeah, it was. I've met him a few times. So, um, you know, I, I kind of know him. But uh, yeah, hopefully you guys will get to. We spoke about him so many times, yeah. so hopefully you guys will now get to to listen to him indeed. And do please check out his work because it is a phenomenal. It's a slightly more concentrated listen because Lewis has this wonderfully Latin voice, but um, you'll enjoy it. Uh, the the day that uh, the day that Kevin met Lewis. 
Lewis, how are you, mate? How are you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me here. So you are, uh, you're in Mexico City, right? Actually in Mexico City itself? Yes, I'm, I'm living in Mexico City. This is my base um, and I love it. Lewis, we, we first, I was trying to think about this. We first met in um, Argentina, I think. Was it FDF at Cordoba? Yes, I think that's the first time we met in Argentina. Buenos Aires, we went to, yeah. And, and I, I remember at, at that point, I'd, I, you know, all, a lot of the South American photographers were new to me. And, and I remember seeing the pictures and thinking, Oh my word, these are absolutely incredible, totally adorable, beautiful. And at the time, I think you were still photographing weddings as well. I'm not sure. Do you, you, do, you do weddings still these days or is it all portraits? Yeah, I, well, I do a few weddings per year. For example, last year, I have only four weddings. It's just that I decided that I'm at one point of my career that uh, I really want to do portraits. That's what makes me more happy in the world. Most people will now know of you or certainly know your work because of the portraits and they are, uh, they're incredible, simple as that. They're, they're so, I was trying to explain to Gemma, my wife, that they are, it's kind of like this fine art, beautiful portraiture. And uh, we have, I remember when we were in Argentina, you gave me a print, a, a signed print of two two hands just touching fingers <laughs> and uh, we still have it. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's on the wall in our bedroom. Let me tell you, I used to do that. I used to travel with a print, only one print in every trip. And then I just do someone. So I'm glad. I'm glad you, you have it. Yeah, we have it. And uh, well, you'll be pleased to know that your, your picture is on our wall and there are none of my pictures on our walls. <laughs> 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 it's the same for me. How did it all start, Lewis? So, how, what, what's your what's your background? Did you have you always been a photographer, or you know, is this a kind of second career? What, what, how did you how did you get going with this? Um, I I found photography for accident, I think, because my background is uh, it's in art. Since I was a child, I I spent all the time like painting or drawing or, or in, in some making sculpture. So my dream was becoming an artist. And then my mom gave me a camera to take pictures of the sculptures that I did. And then I just started using the camera to take photos of flowers. And, and then I just fell in love with that. You know, it's, it, 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 it become like a natural process for me. Yeah, it's basically is that it's my curiosity since I was a child too. Curiosity, that's that's such a nice word. And uh, you know, I think when certainly when I look at your portraits at least, you know, there's a there's very much of a, a curious nature to them, I think. The um you know, the way that you light it, the way that the subjects seem to be at ease. You know, when these when these people turn up to your studio, how do you how do you approach the shoot? Is it something you discuss with them? Do you just sit down and talk to them? Or how do how do they get going the shoots? Um um, that's pretty interesting because sometimes and most of the time I don't know them. I don't talk to them until the photo shoot, you know, maybe five or ten minutes uh, before to start. I just, mm -hmm. we met each other. Um, I don't know, for me, it's, it's, uh, it's also the surprise <laughs> and the mm -hmm. unexpected things because I'm like that. I, I'm not a planner, you know, I'm, I, I can't plan anything. <laughs> For me, it's more about the first impressions also. Because when you meet someone immediately, you have first impressions, right? You mm. have a, I don't know, these people, this person looks pretty 
uh, confidence. The first impressions for me are important to 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 uh, um, to try to represent that on their portraits. You know what I mean? But I only took the positive first impressions because, of course, someone sometimes we have not a <laughs> not a positive first impressions, right? But I work only with the positive ones, and I try to put that on my portraits and then yeah to also take the the energy or the humor or of the person that i'm photographed it's it's really interesting because there are on your website at least and, and on instagram and stuff there are a few people that i also know that i've met yeah. um for example the one i'm looking at right now is the picture of frank boutonnet yeah the, uh, French photographer, yeah. and uh, I spent I spent a, a week or so with him at a, a photography festival uh, a few years ago, and so I got to know him reasonably well. And actually, when I look at that picture, it's it's just him. It's so him. It's amazing how his personality is in that picture, and you know the eye contact, the way that he's kind of sat, and you know he's he's a very very athletic person or certainly was at the time I knew him he was running a lot and everything and and he just you know that that picture of him just sat there with his denim jacket or his denim shirt on it just it's almost like I'm sat there opposite him and you know we're having a chat it's 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 quite incredible how how the personality has come through in that picture yeah yeah he's adorable I mean I love to to work with him I've been uh should he maybe Three times now. <laughs> the last time was a portrait with his daughter in in France. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's amazing. And I suppose one of the questions that uh, a lot of people will be asking or will be wanting me to ask you, I think, is more about the business side of it in terms of, um, you know, in, in our country, in the UK, portrait, typical studio portrait photography is, uh, it's difficult. You know, it's people, you know, in yeah. the world of the iPhone we have these days, people typically don't want to pay for for pictures, you know, certainly individual pictures. Is it paying the bills, I guess, is the, is the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my last workshop, one of, of uh, a pretty young student, he asked me, so how do you balance your passion versus the business? And for me, it was like, man, well, I have to pay my bills. <laughs> That's a very important thing to, to talk about it and to learn how can we make a better uh, I don't know, a better, a better business person or how to, how can we change or what we need to change in our business to, to make it better? Because I know when I decide to do, uh, to do only portraits, to quit weddings in some way, because I used to shoot every wedding. I mean, every, uh, a wedding every weekend, you know? So. Yeah. For me, it was a decision, but I know that. I know that it's very difficult. Also in Mexico, just to live. I mean, to live, to live only doing portraits. I know that. And for me, the answer is when you show more and more and more and more, I mean, you let people know what you do. So it was a very hard work at the beginning because I, I push a lot and, and I, and I really want to, to make people sure that I'm a portrait photographer and that's what I do. I mean, there's, there's a, different kinds of market for portraiture, at least here in Mexico City. And I can guess that it's in so many places in the world like this. I mean, I moved to Mexico City also because of that, because I knew here in this city, it's a lot of people and there's a lot of productions of people who are looking for their professional portraits. So for also, it's a very well-connected city. I have a lot of clients 
who comes to Mexico City for maybe for vacations or maybe sometimes they just come for a photo shoot. Uh, and also I'm, I'm doing editorial work for some magazines. Uh, it's pretty interesting because my clients, it's, it's, uh, sometimes they just come and ask me for a nice picture for the professional profiles. And sometimes they ask me for a very personal, uh, 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 reasons, you know, like a very deep and personal reasons. Pretty much all of your images are single subject, occasionally a couple of people, two people or so. You know, do you typically get people who turn up who want a, a very, you know, regular family shoot of two parents and two children staring at the camera and smiling? Do they, do they, yeah. do, do they pass you by? Is that a good thing or a bad thing maybe? Yeah, no, I love it. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I started shooting families, I think maybe last year or two years ago. And they are the more simple. I, I just love to see this beautiful picture of a family happy. Where would you, um, where do you get your inspiration, if at all? Do you, uh, is it kind of magazines? Is it stylists? Is it, when do you go, wow, that's what, what I really love and I want to try and bring that kind of uh, inspiration to my work? Well, there's a lot of things, a lot of things I can tell you, since movies to music to uh, books or I don't know. But right now, the most, uh, I think the most influential uh, thing for me is paintings. Paintings and architecture right now. I, I, I also start to do more color photographs because I used to shoot a lot of black and white. Most of my work was on black and white. But I think I, I, I started doing more color because of that, because I see all these beautiful paintings and all the, the colors that are vibrant and they just balance in a very beautiful way between each other and, and, on my mind, I was like, man, I want to do that. Yeah, you're right about the color ones as well, especially the ones of the of the little girl with the uh, the red hair. The, yeah. You know, <laughs> no, something something that crops up occasionally in your portraits is um, nature. So f- pears, apples, fruit, and yeah. uh, you know they it's it's quite obviously a, you know, done on purpose but then you know you have the uh, botanica um, collection as well on your website which is just it's so simple simple pictures of um, flowers and botanical um, objects but done just so creatively where, where is the where's the connection how, how is that your escape if you like I think so I think so I think that's my personal project you know I think that's my that's my escape. That's a good word. I like. I like it because the fruits and the flowers doesn't speak. <laughs> yeah, and they, and they will be very patient as well. They will sit yeah. there for as long as you need them to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you sell? Do you sell these as prints? Do people buy them? Is that? I'm going to. Yes. I'm. I'm actually. I'm, I mean. I'm. I'm complete. Complete the completing the the first uh, part of this project, uh, and I'm going to sell some of them. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you do, tell me, and I will. I will be putting my order in. I know. I know which one I want already. We have to talk a little bit about the gear. It's a photography podcast, and people will want to know, um, you know, what you use to shoot and your kind of lights and everything. I, I think that it's a fairly uh, straightforward system that you have. Um, but you know, tell us what what cameras, what lights, what's what's what gets uh, what gets those beautiful portraits. I'm changing to Sony. 
So uh-huh. I, I, I use the A7, the Alpha. I'm trying the A7 III, and I love the colors that I have with that camera. And is it generally just a single light or a couple of lights or? Um, normally it's, uh, I can shoot with one light, but uh, right now I prefer to do it with two lights. Uh, and in my studio, I have a, a beautiful natural light. So when I'm shooting here in my studio, I, I shoot a lot, a lot with uh, natural light. But I use screens, black screens, reflect, reflectors, and I try to modify this beautiful light to, to make it better. Um, but yeah, usually I can, I can shoot with two flashes when I'm not in my studio. Um, one for, for yeah, the, to, to make the shadows and everything, and the rest just for... I don't know to 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 make it softer, not that hard. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the it's. It, I always find it interesting because I I religiously follow your your Facebook post as well, and um, you know, there's a, whenever there's a new picture, and it, it, there always seems to be a different background or a different table, or um, you know, I don't know something going on. And then I, I stumbled across a YouTube video of you. And I think it was you um, creating the backdrop it's yourself with paint with acrylic paints and and it, of course it was in Spanish so I couldn't understand what you were saying but uh, I, you know I got the idea so are you do you create these sets yourself or you know do you, I have this vision of this beautiful studio in Mexico City with you know these huge beautiful windows and and corners that are set up for different uh, different scenarios and you, you know you working late into the night painting backdrops and you know, chiseling chairs and things. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's exciting. Well, I, I used to dream with this studio like uh, several years ago. If you ask me maybe, I don't know, seven years ago, uh, this one was my dream studio, you know, like high ceilings and big doors. And, uh, so, yeah, I just when I saw it, it's, oh, man, I found it. Finally, I found it. And that was only one year ago. You know, one year. So that's that's new. So so yeah, I I I use my background in art and painting. <laughs> I do my own backdrops, and I and I paint all my walls in the studio. <laughs> There's not a single a single wall that it's it's flat. You know, everything has a little textures, maybe. But also, I do maybe the half of my work in other places because I travel a lot. For example, with that, that portrait that you talk about with Frank, uh, we just asked to the hotel for a room and they gave, they gave us this, uh, conf- conference room, I guess. You asked me, of course, I prefer to do these backdrops and these textures in the background. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's it's you're a you're a proper artist because you can, you know, you can make a picture in a in a conference room, and also you can paint the walls, and you can sculpt, and all of that stuff is is brilliant, and uh, you know, it's amazing to see uh, how that that manifests itself in your your pictures. I think they're they're just beautiful. So you just mentioned, Lewis, that you you know you travel a lot, and um, you do workshops and various other things around all around the world. I think, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you? What have you got planned? What's what's happening for for you in 2020? Well, the next ones are I have a couple in Mexico City, one Spanish and one in English because also uh, it's very easy for for the US to come to Mexico City. 
Um, and then I'm doing a couple of ones in Mexico, in the country. And then in May, I'm going to France and maybe Spain to do a couple of workshops there. Well, Lewis, honestly, it's been um, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. I know a lot of people will be uh, eager to listen to this, and uh, for those listening, obviously, I will, as usual, put the um, the links to Lewis's Instagram and his website and the latest workshops. And uh, you said you said you've got one in France coming up. So um, for those in in Europe, that might be something for you to look at. And uh, yeah, so Lewis, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. It's wonderful to hear his voice, isn't it? Louis Galvan. Thank you very much. Is he going to come across here? He is, isn't he? Uh, Tell he, me he, he is. Well, yeah, hopefully. I mean, he, he did have a workshop lined up last year or the year yeah, before, but yeah. unfortunately not enough people booked on it, oh. which is ridiculous. So, Why maybe, do you like maybe people? We'll, maybe we will, we will get him here again. Yeah. yeah. Um, back to your questions. Brian Clover, your interview with Jeff Carter on sports most recently was very interesting. Thank you. I listened attentively to Jeff's commentary regarding Fuji's development on the phenomenal uh, 200 millimeter super fast prime lens. Have you ever had a chance to play with that? No, no, I've seen it. Mm. I've never actually shot with it. And he purchased this at the photography show last March, mm. didn't Brian? Expensive. Yeah. Uh, if Fuji could complete the range by releasing 400mm or maybe a 600mm prime lens, and I think the sports and safari photography fraternity would be more than confident to invest in the platform because the whole thing was I was saying, well, why don't we see more of them? Why, why mm. is it that we still see the um, the, the Canon, just Canon and, 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 and Nikon, 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 Nikon lenses? Mm. To this end, if you were both sports photographers, here we go, Kev, put your sports photographer cap on, mm-hmm. would you find good reason to purchase such lenses? I accept that they'd... Uh, have even more premium prices, but still be better value and possibly quality than Canon Sony equivalents. My money's ready and waiting for such glass gems. Thank you, Brian. Hmm. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, I would say that that's got to be on the radar for yeah. future film. I don't know for sure. It's not. There's nothing, as far as I'm aware, on the lens roadmap, the public lens roadmap. However, with the X-T4 especially, and presumably any kind of future X-H range that comes along. Yep. It's geared up for it now. You know, it's it's the, the, the AF, the the tracking, all of that stuff is 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 brilliant. Yeah. Um, and so it's just a case of getting those longer lenses. And uh, I did do quite a bit of pitch side rugby photography. You did actually, yeah, yeah with my old Canon days. And with I your, with your one one D thingy bob, my one D thingy bob. And I remember what did I use? I think I had the uh, something like a was it like a forty to one forty or something? And I had a four hundred mil f4 lens which i think was about three grand or something i can't remember a long time ago and i loved it really enjoyed it and yeah absolutely i think it's olympic year as well isn't it so you know all things being equal we'll we'll we'll, we might even see stuff i don't know really don't know but yes absolutely i totally agree more long lenses um i think that fujifilm cleverly and sensibly have been waiting until their system is uh, fully capable, if you like, to yeah. to be able to shoot forty thousand pictures of one football match, you know, which is what yeah. these guys do. Um, well, the, and the XT4, of course, now shoots a lot more frames per second. Yeah, it? So, fifteen frames in yeah. mechanical, and yeah, yeah. God knows how many in electronic shutter mode. Probably fifty, fifty, sixty, seventy. I don't yeah. know. Um, huge buffer, all of that stuff. So yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. And I, 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 I don't shoot sports now, so yeah. it's not something I would. Invest do you like to go in. back to shooting sports? I did enjoy it. Yeah, I did, but it was rugby, you know. So I just quite like just sitting there and smelling the mud and, did you? you know, the the deep heat on the on the men's legs Stop and everything. Now. That used to all bring right. back all kinds of lovely memories. That's enough. Time out. <sighs> right, um, your question. 
Okay, so, uh, mm, right. We that have sounds one. a little bit troublesome. We have one from Jamie Larkham. Right. Subject, Corona. Warning, warning. I'll say. Hi, chaps. A strange curveball question for you, or at least a, a talking point. I'm a wedding photographer based in Yorkshire. Over the last couple of weeks, I've become a little bit obsessed with the news about coronavirus. Yeah, I think a lot of people have. What started out as, it'll never really make much of an impact here, is now beginning to sit uncomfortably at the back of my daytime consciousness. Right. Do either of you think that public hysteria could make this a problem for events like weddings? Yeah. Do either of you worry that couples may start to get worried about holding such a day and may think about putting off such events to wait till for this to blow over? With the latest news that there may not be a vaccine until mid-next year, I can't help thinking that, like Brexit, it's another excuse for people to put things off. We don't need another crisis of confidence. Sorry for the rather depressive question, but it's becoming a real nag for me. Funnily enough, I was at the accountants earlier on today, and uh, he was saying to me um, that uh, he was having more and more conversations with clients about this. Now, funnily enough, we're recording this um, a a good few days before this episode goes out, and you don't know what's going to happen from day to day. Exactly seven days. Yeah. We're exactly seven days seven ahead days. of when, behind when yeah. you're listening to this. Assuming so, you're listening to it seven days after we record uh, Yeah, that. If you're listening to it, oh God, <laughs> don't, don't start that. We're living, it seems, in this, this, this culture of fear. I mean, some people are afraid of Brexit. You know, many people are afraid of terrorism, viruses. And we were talking about anxiety, Kevin, and problems and depression. And, and some could say that this preys on anxiety, but... But I'm aware, yeah, it's a real problem. I am, I am. But equally, sensationalism scares people witless. And I, I can't help feeling that some of the reporting is rather leaning on, on that side. My one, one of the things I noticed only a couple of days ago uh, at our local Tesco, there was one chap buying all the sugar and the bread he could possibly get into one basket. It was all going in. I was thinking, what are you doing, taking it to your bunker? I mean, that that for me is a worry. Well, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because it is a worry and I, I, I'm I worried, but am I worried because of the, the media or is it a genuine worry? I think it probably is a genuine worry. Well, let's worry. just split and this into two then. Are you worried for yourself? Not particularly for myself. I'm worried... Because I know you can be a little bit of a worry ward. I am a very much a worry ward. I, I am worried for um, just general, just generally worried, you know, other people, population, business as well. That's a big thing, you know, mm-hmm. because my next two weddings, one is in Amsterdam and the yeah. other one is in Berlin uh, or, or north of Berlin. So, so, so and, and aviation is taking a real hit. I've started this morning. I sent myself an email to look into... Um, I've already got my flights booked for the Amsterdam wedding but yeah. maybe look into driving to amsterdam you know because yeah. uh, part of me is so you sort of keep yourself to yourself in a ferry somewhere y- y- well i'll go on a train under the river the river you mean, you mean the sea yeah well it's only a thin sea isn't it it's practically oh, a river okay. go into that thin sea um and pop out in belgium and then drive up all right so it's quite a long journey isn't it yeah but but so, but you'd take that. You'd I'd quite like that sitting journey. in. I just quite like spending time by myself. I know you do. Um, but yeah, so uh, no, it's a consideration. It's not something I've actioned yet, but it's a consideration. And you know, it depends. I could get really close to the wedding, and then the, the, they say, right, there's no more flights out to the UK. Can for you a really of days. see that happening? 
I don't know, but it's it's a risk. Isn't Here we it? are, seven days um, previous to what might be happening in seven days. Yeah, time. we don't know, and uh, I think it's sensible to be to keep your eye on it in, yeah. from a business point of view, and obviously from a health point of view, and and that's a, that's a different conversation. Your own yeah. your own fears and worries about it. I mean, okay, you, so you know what? I was I was um, not to kind of go off on a, a little tangent. I was reading about the uh, swine flu yeah. pandemic pandemic that we had in two thousand and nine. And 540,000 people in England alone got swine flu. I never knew it was that large. Yeah, because it was a pandemic. It was the well, last pandemic. Uh, well, since you read about it, was was it uh, uh, was it as virulent as... Is that the right phrase? As, as a strain as this? No, no, no. It's not a... It would, like the... Um, the level of illness wasn't mm. as, as high, but they thought it was going to be. Yeah. They did think it was going to be. That's, so they thought it the would point. be as dangerous in they, terms of what well, it was. They thought it was going to be remember, more. They thought it was going to be more dangerous than it actually turned out to be, put it yeah, that way. Yeah. Um, but regardless, 540,000 people got it. Um, only a very small amount of people got very ill, luckily yeah. and thankfully. Uh, and hopefully that's what will happen here. Hopefully it will be another case of um you know overprotecting which is the right thing and you know to to kind of uh to squash it like my hand on heart feel and hope that you know we will it will get worse before it will get better would you photograph a wedding with a mask on no because the masks don't work right the masks no, they don't, do they? the masks they are only to they stop you spreading it a bit yeah, but they yeah, don't yeah. stop you getting yeah. it yeah no, when masks- i flew back from norway it was uh i was surprised there weren't more people wearing them but there were pockets of families that were all masked up it was interesting i think it was dominic witten who put a question on the facebook group he did? um yes. what are your contingency plans if you, should you get ill for a wedding and you wrote what are your contingency plans should you get ill from flu didn't you yeah yeah which is still my my yeah. my base feeling about this and then i i believe there was a copied article mm. um an american one. Oh my i mean that was I didn't read it. <laughs> well, it, 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 it was it was it was of biblical proportions in terms of putting the frighteners on you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't read that, and and you know, my, the biggest fear, I suppose, is the health system, and you know, because more mm. people will get ill, and uh, more people will need um, health service, and yeah. you know, and, and and therein lies the the problem. But I tell you what, this is what they've said: yeah. is that this the reason why we're getting these bloody things is because we are encroaching on the wildlife. We yeah. are the bats and the the cat or whatever that created this thing in the first place, and because they're we are eating away at their landscape. They are, um, uh, you know, they're, they're connecting like they never did before. They've got not enough space to do what they need to do. So the bats are eating the, the feces of these animals that they've never had before. And this is causing problems. They don't have the right environment to live in. And, you know, greed is greed and rich get richer, poor get poorer. And the landscape gets smaller. The big business and the politicians get richer and we get more worried. Yeah. Uh, and it's always been the well, same. Well, there is that. There is, it's not so much a conspiracy theory, but it's fact that it's never easier to control um, people than when they're them when they're frightened after death no oh, it's not and and i would say that's what it's like at the moment well i mean i i just hope um, we can't get political but i just no. hope that people remember these things in in australia by the way talking about encroaching on the wildlife um there was a place we went to where uh, when, when we visited a couple of years ago where they'd built a brand new housing estate on on land that was really important to the koala um occupation and so they'd taken away, they'd taken away all their land, um, and they'd built a housing estate there. So they displaced the koalas, and they're gone from the area. God knows what had happened to a lot of them. Um, they, they, they sadly fall victim to cars and all sorts of stuff. They're not the quickest movers, are they, koala? And um, and do you know what they called that that particular estate? They called it something like 
Koala Avenue or something. Uh, it, so it, that was the ultimate slap in the face for it, the whole thing. It drives me mad. And I do appreciate that the world has, uh, you know, a lot more population and everybody needs to live somewhere. Um, but the fact is, there are a lot of people who yeah. want to live in, uh, you know, extreme wealth. And, and that's fine. You work hard. You want the rewards. Of course you do. But there's an, there's an unbalance. It's an unjust unbalance. And, and unfortunately... You know, I can tell you one thing's for sure: that the the fella what owned that building estate that made those houses didn't yeah. give a damn about those qualities. Oh, absolutely, I completely yeah. concur with that. Um, right, shall we? Um, we should change the mood for a, for a second, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, we should. Shall I sing another song? <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe not. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pass you. Let me pass you a couple of the reviews and things. And uh, do you remember we we had uh, the the coat of ego, which I, I'm not sure everybody quite understood. We had our self indulgent uh, self indulgent um, uh, minute, didn't we? Which which was kind of fun. So this I, I decided to invent club indulgence. Which is kind of a jazz club. I, 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 clubs are uh, jazz clubs, aren't they? You're shaking your head like you don't believe me. Do you like this? This is the third implementation of this. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm going to get it right. I you're am going to get it right. You're giving me all people with really difficult names again. Obviously. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, so we do a couple each, shall we? Uh, you, you go first, one of, one of your difficult names. Okay, Ed Cunicelli. Yeah. Uh, who? <laughs> I don't know. Ed Cunicelli. I like that name. Could be, uh, it says he's from Philly, USA, yeah. so but it might be Italian. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Anyway, message. Love. Pa- pa- pass, pass the GNT, please. Love yeah. podcast. I wanted to say thank you for all you do. Good laughs, informative, entertaining, and a good reminder of the worldwide community we all share in. Um, invaluable for anyone starting out, says Jay Clapton. My favourite podcast and also a great community and network through the FujiCast Facebook group. Are you a member yet? For anyone starting out in photography or thinking of going professional, this is an invaluable listener resource. Neil and Kev impart their vast knowledge of the industry for others to learn from with real honesty and openness. If you listen to every episode, you'll learn loads, confirm things you thought you knew but, but you were afraid to ask, and laugh along the way. I couldn't personally be without it. Well, that was a lovely thing to say. Thank you, Jay Clapton. This one's from Jason Renault, R-E-N-O-U-X, French-sounding name this yeah. time. Thomas Heaton right, episode yeah. he's talking about. He says, I was going to drop a line or two about the episode, but you did a great job at it so i'll just say a big thank you to all keep the photography real can i just say if um thank you very much for all these if um if you can one of the most important things for us is um to share sharing is caring i i don't know how we're going to do this but i thought it might be a fun idea to if you if you share somewhere let us know where you're sharing and we'll give them a mention as well obviously and and uh, so the shares are really important so share it on twitter share it on facebook and for all those people that sent in those lovely reviews i want you to remember you're our favorite listener and we mean it honestly right your question okay this is from james souls friend of the show oh he's friend souls hi gents I'm trying to remember the line or where to find a copy of the text you guys spoke about ages ago in relation to wedding contracts. Uh, on one of the early episodes, I think Kevin mentioned the line that was recommended to him. It said something about the client not being able to take you to court based on their dislike of your photos alone in relation to artist- artistic style. Right. Don't worry, I'm not being sued. I'm just trying to go digital with a contract and get an e-signature system set up. So a good time to make changes. On that note, how do you have your clients sign the contract? Is it digital or by post? If digital, what do you use? Mm. I'm just about to change, actually. I'm going to go digital with it. Are you? Is it Echo Sign? Echo Sign is the Adobe one, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. probably what I'm going to use. Mm, I, I just send them a PDF. Yeah. And then, uh, but I'd say to them, you can digitally sign it and just, or photograph it with your phone and send mm. it back to me. Uh, is that a safe? A safe? Yeah. I mean, is that admissible in yeah it's 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 like now it's fine even is emails it? yeah okay, yeah right. all that kind of stuff um i just can't be 
bothered paying more money to other people again. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's what I do, and that's what Neil does. Uh, so Neil is going to echo sign. I'm yeah. staying with PDFs. Um, and in answer to your question, yeah, it was it was um, Joe Busink, wasn't it? We were at that trade show with him. Oh yes, and he came out with that that thing. Yes. Uh, the exact wording will you'd have to get that verified by a you know your own independent mm. kind of lawyer or whatever. But essentially, it says something along the lines of. Um, we can't you can't reject these images based on not liking them because mm. it's an artistic you've looked at my website you know what I shoot like and uh, you know you can't do that so um, yeah I, I, I'm reluctant to, to share to share the actual contract just because you know I've had mine signed up you've had yours signed up and yeah. you should always have yours signed up by a by a, a regular lawyer but yeah it's it's essentially that and perhaps if you search with Joe Boosing contract on the internet you might find or it or drop him a line he's a lovely chap there indeed drop him a line <laughs> good thanks few, James a good few thousand people now contacting him yeah. Ivan Kreeth based in the States or Canada oh no no he does talk about the pond and uh, I'm thinking it is not the pond of the the murky one at Silchester Church where I photograph, so it must be must be America. Dear Kev, dear Neil, uh, long time listener, first email, welcome. I was wondering how Kevin's Fujifilm recipes have changed with the addition of the colour chrome effects and the newer film simulations. Oh, good question. Thank you again. Love the show. Short and sweet. Looking forward to meeting you, uh, when, when 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 my next trip across the pond. Um, area code nine nine one eight. I'll look that up. So uh, thank you, Ivan. So how's that changed? Uh, or are you likely to change? To, yes, I will. But to be totally honest with you, this is the question I've been asked the most since the X100V came out. Uh, sorry, the X-Pro3 came out. I just have not had time to update my recipes or anything like that. But you will be. I will. Yeah. I will. I will for sure. I've I've um, I've nuked my studio. So I've got, rid of, I've got rid of everything. I just yeah. have a desk now and my NAS. <laughs> oh, you're getting, um, you're getting so minimalist, you are. I'm very minimalistic. And I will be... Um, but I'm making space for my, my YouTube's space so I'm oh is there some is there youtube a, space is there a big announcement coming no that's oh. it so yeah so i will i will get around to it i promise okay 918 is tulsa uh, 24 hours we were, since we we're all singing i uh, why are you singing that because that's his area code i was trying oh. to find out where he lived oh i see i'm just doing a follow-up there <laughs> that's called good investigative journalism it is indeed yeah. right okay so i have one from nick leach it says here Nick yeah. Leach from On Purpose in New South Wales. All right. That can't be This a is place. the last question, by the way. On the, Purpose. The On Purpose. Type that in. See if that's a real place in New South Wales. No, that would be his company name. On Purpose. On Purpose. Well, nobody lives mm. in a place called On Purpose. Well, On Purpose Photography. No, type in New South Wales. Get, get rid of New photography. New South Wales. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're going too quick. I'm too... Oh, it's very confusing. New South Wales is a very big place. We're going to look through every single name of every single town and village. Yeah. Don't okay. call them villages. Well, Nick, though, sorry, sorry. I'm what? sure that's on purpose as a company. Perhaps. Yeah. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe. Anyway, Nick, sorry, Nick. Uh, just let us know, mate. <laughs> we, we have no idea. Uh, he goes on to say, love the podcast and listen every Tuesday in Sydney, Australia. Um, which, of course, makes sense. Does it? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does make sense. Yes. Yeah. They are ahead of us, so I was thinking they'd listen on Sunday, on, on Sunday night. No. But of course, it's not out. <laughs> exactly. He'd be in a time travelling yeah. machine. Um, 
Neil, this podcast has the best sound of any I listen to. Oh, you're very That's nice. He yeah. says, Kev, your words of wisdom are awesome and, awesome, and I love how you cut through the bullshit. <laughs> I beg your pardon? Okay, so the questions are, <laughs> I fell, and there's three. I fell in love with the Fuji, the original X100. I now have the X-T3 and X100F. The questions yeah. are, one, back button focus. When yeah. do you use this versus autofocus? I assume with back button focus, you do not get eye focus, but I guess it doesn't matter. I use back button focus I know you do. all the time. Yeah. Well, 99% of the time. In continuous focus mode, the eye, eye detection and all that kind of stuff will work. Um, do you, you don't use continuous. I do it for uh, bridal, for the recessional, yeah, stuff, but, yeah. But most of the time you don't. Do no, you? no. Yeah, so auto, uh, back button focus for me all of the time. You, you don't use it. Nope. Nope. I know you've talked to me many times and, and tried to persuade me that is the, yeah, the way of the future. No, but it doesn't. You know, what for one person doesn't sing, work for another. A single another. shot focus, man. Um, you know, with the mm-hmm. with, with my um, half depressed shutter button. Yeah. I also watch on YouTube Thomas Heaton and was so excited when he got an X-T3. I have to agree with him, though. I seem to have trouble using Fuji RAW files in Lightroom. I mostly shoot black and white with RAW backup, so if I want a colour version, I have to use the RAW, but I'm always disappointed with the colour in RAW. How do you guys manage Fuji RAW files? Do you capture one? Do you use Capture One? I'm Lightroom. I'm Lightroom also. I have dabbled with Capture One recently, but but I haven't really got much further than that. Uh, Yeah, Lightroom for me. One of it's because I'm, I'm just so sucked into the... Um, the, the the whole Adobe thing um, that I I dare step outside it. I don't understand anything outside it. My little brain doesn't let me understand it. Mm, yeah, I mean it's a workflow well, I, I thing for the sure. People, the people say Capture One is much better for the colours. I I think it's uh, you know I, I'm seeing the people that are moving to Capture One generally. I think are people who are doing small scale shoots you know landscapes perhaps uh portraits etc you know when you've got 400 images to edit i still think that lightroom is the is the way forward for me at least anyway um question three kevin you said you will replace your xt3 with x pro 3s as you prefer them i'm curious with them being so similar what do you love on the x pro 3 versus the xt3 assuming xt3 gets a new film simulation uh thanks team love your work you should come to sydney for a photo walk and live podcast live podcast i think he said that on purpose Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the answer is uh, X Pro 3. It's a very much a uh, stylistic choice. I, I prefer the X Pro 3s. I prefer right eye shooting. Yeah. I prefer the size. I prefer the weight. I prefer the dials. I prefer the ergonomics. I prefer the layout. Yeah. Um, you prefer it? I prefer it. The inside <laughs> is identical, all, all, all bar a couple of uh, firmware tweaks. Yeah. So, yeah, I um, X Pro 3 for me, yeah. XT3 for you. Your mileage may vary. Yes, it may do. Right. Okay. Photo disasters, then that's it. <laughs> Just a little shorty today, really, um, because we're, well, Kev's got lots to do, really. He's giving me that look of, I've got to be away, so it's going to be a shorty. Take Albie to football. Yeah, good old Albie. Um, hi, here's a mistake I actually did last year, and for the first time in a 30-year career, I actually went to the wrong venue. <laughs> I, I turned up, so you're a wedding photographer, yes. This is Andy Stonia. Um, I turned up at the Winters Barns in Canterbury and was unloading from the boot of the car. Literally next to me, a young woman was getting getting her cameras ready. I assumed she was the videographer. So I started chatting and she said she was the photographer. Transpires that my wedding that day was at the old barn, uh, old Kent barn, not the Winters barn. <laughs> Thankfully, like Kevin, I always allow plenty of time, so all good in the end. Yeah, you'd be all right in that situation. Those uh, people that uh, fly in would be in real trouble. I would be they? fine because I yeah. would be there about, about eight, three hours early. Eight hours early. You're there before anybody actually gets there, I think. Yeah, right? absolutely. So yeah. You'd be absolutely fine. But that is a nightmare, isn't it? Can you imagine that? 
I've got to say, I, I'm, uh, this isn't quite the same thing, but there's a there's a barn called Not uh, well, it's not barn, it's a Notley Abbey. Mm. It has a barn it's attached nice to it. It's a beautiful place. But over the back, there's a, there's another barn, um, which is I think called the Tithe Barn Notley or something. Guests always get it wrong. Yeah, I've been to both, and they arrive at the wrong venue. You can walk. You could you go through that little copsy field. You can. You can get to it. Yeah, yeah. And also, there's the um, the place in Gloucestershire. You've got um, it's called the, the Tithe Barn. Yeah. Uh, sorry, oh, Crips Barn, Crips Barn, and Crips yeah. Stone Barn. Yes. Uh, they've changed the names of them now. I think. Don't, don't you send them the wrong way? That's what I usually do. Yeah. <laughs> Such a pleasant person. A little bit of fun on a Saturday afternoon. If you've got a disaster story, please send it in um, to click at fujicast.co.uk. And um, thank you for, for the ones that you have been sending. We've got quite a few, actually, to uh, to get through. So uh, my, my, uh, my thanks to all those that come in. That's it for this week. Thank you to this week's guest, Louis Garvan. Now I know it's Louis, not Louis. Um, if you've liked this or any of the week's shows, thank you. If you can, and of course feel it's relevant, we'd love you to leave a review. Some apps have it, some don't. In particular, Apple Podcast does, and it makes a real difference to know you're there because we do, we do, we do, we do, we do read every single one. A podcast giant, by the way, popped by the other day to, to visit me. And I'll, I'll share his name another time. You Joe Rogan! <laughs> <laughs> that we should be asking you to share... And he's absolutely right. You should be sharing. Um, and we, we should be asking you, but both myself and Kev, we're far too British. And so we never have, really. But if you can share, that certainly helps the show. Share on Twitter or Facebook, anything like that. Please share the podcast. <laughs> Please, share Please share the podcast. The podcast. Yeah. That's my British accent. Talking of um, uh, Facebook, see in the Facebook group for any question you have about today's show. Send your questions, your thoughts, your disaster stories, anything of interest to click at fujicast.co.uk. Music is from Blue Wednesday. We're supporting music from the incredible artlist.io. And if you'd like to see our offerings to the photo community, uh, then there's an easy way to do that. as one address that you can go to on our website. Learn about the kit Neil and Kevin use. Get links to all their websites and find out first about any new workshops coming up by going to www.futurecast.co.uk forward slash the boys thank you very much and uh, well, we'll see you next week bye 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 and now the bits that didn't make the show and he says dear Neil and Kevin I've been a fan of the podcast for, of, for years yes. no I need to start that again okay dear Neil and Kevin I've been a fan of podcasts. And remember, your questions really are the li- uh, are the blood bl- the, uh, the blood the blood they're the lifeblood the blood life of of do it again. The FujiCast is an independent loading zone production. Email the show with your questions and words of wisdom to click at fujicast.co.uk. Email any complaints and political nonsense to our wives, who will deal with your comments in their own good time and in their own good way.